strange to be going home, doesn't it? I'm not going home. Not really. Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we're talking about June. Whoa! June is bursting out all over. What is that? What? It's a reference to a musical. Hashtag multi-fandom. What musical? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I think it's Carousel. I'm gonna You don't even know? Didn't you know this? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm doing a live Google already. Well, we well, are you stuck in Google. <laughs> this week. Uh, I was right. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. Carousel. I'm sorry. I just got really excited. I was correct. But well, you should be. <laughs> Anyways. So this week, we're kind of backing off of really heavy topics because we were quite angry last week or two weeks ago, whenever this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of going to be taking it easy and we're going to talk about why June is important because lots of things happen. Wow. Like, it's almost like this, the books were designed to end at the end of the school year. Whoa. Whoa. June. Plot device. So <laughs> happy end of school, everyone. Everyone Yay! should, or mostly everyone should be out of school by now. You survived school in quarantine. Kudos to you. I was, hey. about, I was about to say, like, you weren't really in school, but you were in school. You were yeah. in school. Most of you passed without even trying at the end. Congratulations. <laughs> I can probably attest to that. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> All right. So we are going to jump right in today to our outpost, Hydrangea. So I let Hydrangea out. Sorry, she did. I just have to say that there was a bug on my bed. So if you hear noises in the background, it was me attacking said bug. Because oh, God. I, I cannot I feel record. Like Ever since Jenny moved to Texas, almost every other time we record, you guys don't hear this because I edit it out, but I'm not editing this out. <laughs> always gets attacked by some type of bug. I'm in literally. a constant war zone here. <laughs> well, anyway, this is why this is why I need to send you Hydrangea so she can hunt all these animals for I you. Just, all like, these I insects. panic. I panic and I'm like, I can't have this spider roaming around as I'm recording. Anyway, it's a spider. Our friend Alexis would be bolting, I dying. Know. He's not listening because even the word is like a trigger. It is. It's Sorry. Fine. Maybe <laughs> we should put a, that as a trigger warning. Maybe we should do a farewell. Aragog. King oh, of the Arachnids. No. Your body no. will decay. No, no. Your spirit lingers, lingers on. on. So good. All right. Sorry, everybody. Okay. Hi, Geranja. I know you're slowly rolling your eyes at your two co-hosts over here. Oh, look. Yeah, she flew over to my shoulder. Hello, dear. <laughs> and so our first outpost is from Andre. Yes. Andre. And it says, what do you think is the most awkward slash cringiest moment of the books or movies? I'm taking it because none of you are going to steal it from me. But the cringiest moment of all those movies is that Voldemort hug between him and Draco. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. I love that hug. As soon as wow. I saw this question, I was like, I'm going to have to beat Elizabeth to the punch. <laughs> Actually, that's not where my mind was going. Not mine I think either. I have another one. I have like a runner up, but it might Hold be yours. Yeah, exactly. Marianne, you do yours. Oh, God. So uh, mine's like every Harry and Ginny kiss ever. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that was my runner up. I just can't deal with that. Like that is just like it's so just... bad for me. All right, Liz. Uh, <laughs> um, My... I mean, my cringy moment was going to be that, but I guess like my second cringy moment would be every one one. Mm. <laughs> nope. It just like literally just hearing it, it makes like bile form in my throat. Oh, it's so gross. And it's just like uh, another reason why I can't watch the sixth movie. It's Ooh, just honorable mm. mention Cho Chang kissing Harry Potter while crying. 
Yes. Oh, Aww. that's a book cringy yeah. moment. Yeah, those are more say. movies. Yeah, that's definitely a book cringy and good because I was about to ask, like, I can't remember one, but that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's like, a good there. one. I love that, like, when he goes back and, like, tries to describe his kiss and it's like, was he was like, not. It was what? Ooh. It was what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could hear the face I'm making, but it's. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Marianne, I wish you could hear my face. 2020 that's the slogan <laughs> <laughs> we're getting it on a shirt oh man oh. all right our yeah. next outpost our next outpost is from abby in brooklyn hey. hey and the outpost is how do you think draco spent his holidays at home wow he spent them sad i think there was like i don't know i just feel like his parents wouldn't really be like Draco, we miss you. Like, how's school? What'd you do? I feel like he probably spent all his time in his room playing, like, his PlayStation. I feel like Narcissa would totally be on top of Draco. What are you talking about? I feel like it would be more like how we saw them in Diagon Alley, where she's like, Draco, baby, like, let's go get your robes. And he's like, Mom, you're embarrassing me. Leave me alone. Yeah. Your Draco sounds like Patrick. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, this is Draco. <laughs> um i i think like wait a second wait a second we forgot to hashtag shameless plug if you want to hear our thoughts on spongebob join our patreon and you that's true we just did an episode podcast yes if you join our patreon and join at the hashtag multi-fandom tier you get exclusive multi-fandom podcasting content hey 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 it's I already forgot what we called the show, guys. <laughs> Bernie Bots is every flavor fandom. Thank hey. you. Which is actually mislabeled on our Patreon. <laughs> YOLO. It's all good. It's it's okay. I'll fix it. Anyways, um, I think Draco is I feel like he, it's like a mixture of like Dudley and just like a kid just wanting to be left alone so like he's loving like all the gifts and he's probably like super spoiled and he does get like 47 presents because his family's rich but then he's also just like ugh. but i feel like the ugh didn't come in until like later on yeah i would see that like once he starts getting like into his teen angst around fifth yeah. or sixth year oh yeah i definitely see like First through third year, Draco is just like, give me all the presents. I deserve them. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to make a last minute um, addition to our show here because what? today, because we're talking about Draco, this was unplanned. But since we got a question about Draco earlier in the day, I posted on our Twitter and I was like, what are everyone's feelings on Draco Malfoy? Because I was just feeling it today. And someone just responded to us in the nick of time. It's at Gaiul meets world and he said or she said I really don't know honestly if I had to choose between saving Draco Malfoy from dying in a fiery blaze or saving a piece of lint in the far corner of the room of requirement during a fiery blaze I'd name that lint Tino and he'd have a long happy life <laughs> what? what I am shook to my core oh yeah. My goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, Honestly, I amazing. Went to the profile and there's no pronoun preferences here, so I'm not really sure. But wow. That wow. Is... Wow. <laughs> Man, HP Twitter always coming through. Literally always, always. Coming through. But I like that that Lint's name is Tino because I feel like it's a play on Latino, like Latino. And I just, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for I it. I do love that. I am just. <laughs> this person is after my own heart oh <laughs> uh, well let's relax okay i'm for real dead let me be let me have my feelings on my favorite mediocre character <laughs> <laughs> i have been attacked <laughs> <laughs> all right so now that we're done with outposts we're gonna move into our next segment we've gone mental because we're still kind of in quarantine <laughs> we're still kind of not who knows um, we didn't really have a strong contender this week, so I'm mm -hmm. just going to tell you my weak story. But basically, I have been leaving my house as little as possible 
And this includes like, I can't buy enough groceries to time this correctly, apparently. So I ran out of milk like several months ago, but I really wanted macaroni and cheese. And I just found the only dairy product in my refrigerator. So y'all, I made macaroni and cheese with cream cheese instead of milk. And let me tell you how it was actually super creamy and delicious. Was it the only cheese or did you add other cheeses? No, that was the only cheese. Well, except for like the fake cheese that comes in the packet. But like you're supposed to add milk and butter and then the cheese and then you mix it all together. But I had no milk. So I went for the nearest milk item that I had. Fake cheese is very important. Listen, I like my fake cheese. So as we mentioned before, we have a Patreon. So if you haven't checked us out, please check us out on Patreon. We are not the most consistent of Patreon owners, but we are working on it. And we give and content. We, we 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 do. We give we it. have we have our fandom podcast like we previously mentioned. We did SpongeBob. We're going to do other fandoms. We might do uh who knows. We're going to do Game of Thrones. We're probably going to do Gilmore Girls, Green we'll Anatomy. We'll do the Mortal Instruments for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to do Supernatural. Supernatural, hands yeah. I'm down. Back, I'm starting to finish the binge that I started when I moved here. <laughs> we'll probably do Percy Jackson. I'm about to start reading those books. Just any any fandom. And if you're one of our high subscribing patrons, you get to privately chat with us on Discord. You get to see more exclusive content. You get exclusive merch. That no one else has. So you are super cool. I don't even have some of that merch. That's true. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Neither do I. I don't have the sticker. (laughs) Me either. And I don't have the short sleeve shirt. So you know what? Our patrons have more than we do. That's fine. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Love it. We We love to give more to you. Exactly. And then, you know, with everything going on in the world, I think the girls and I are pretty much in consensus that like a lot of our income for patreon in the coming months will be going to various causes to help all the movements that are currently at the forefront yeah Yeah. whatever we don't need to like physically record this exactly oh yeah because we're not going to LeakyCon anymore no (gasps) stop it not until next year oh my god the accent is out all right that's our cue <laughs> to move into our first topic. Birthdays wow. in June. Yay! All right, so we've got a couple of birthdays. We're like three birthdays in total. So starting off with Draco, his birthday is June fifth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. Yeah, it's actually my brother's birthday too. No way! Wow! Wow! But yeah, happy birthday, Jenny's brother! Hey. Wow. So that's really fun since we just talked about him. Um, then we've got Dudley, who we also kind of already mentioned too. His birthday is June 23rd. And then we've got Dobby. His birthday Dobby is a free elf. Yes, his birthday is June 28th, which is so funny. The three birthdays that are in June, they all their names start with a D. Interesting. Whoa. No, I want like, someone to come up with a conspiracy. Yeah, I need it. all right so there's also um so we've organized the episode where we'll chronologically list things that happen at basically the end of the school year but there's a couple of like random one-offs that we know for sure happen in june throughout time that don't take place during harry's years whoa 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 ladies we were about to jump into this episode without acknowledging a huge milestone of ours oh the year Happy one year, broom chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here like milestone. I'm like, what? I'm like, what did we forget? Because for me, it's it's October because that's like when we decided. So I just. But then we waited forget. almost a whole year to release it. <laughs> we did. That's we true. Did. That's Happy true. Happy one year to us. Happy yeah. one year. Hey, that's our party music. Damn, we have a good soundboard, man. <laughs> Ooh, party! <laughs> One year. Wait, let's let's take a minute to reflect on all the things that have happened in a year, right? 
So, oh my God. Okay. We started, the- <laughs> we started this at some point. Elizabeth had a baby before this year, right? We start putting out episodes. We made a Patreon. We have like sort of merch. We got sort three of- different mixers. <laughs> yep. We've had a lot of uh, things break or not function. And by a lot, I mean like literally every episode. Our sound, time. our sound has gone from trash to semi good quality to yeah. trash to kind of good again. <laughs> yeah, I, I say we finally found our groove with our sound. Yeah. yeah, I moved to another state. Yes, you don't even yes. live here anymore. Nope. We've nobody survived. records in the same room anymore because quarantine. <laughs> yep, we're all in three different places. This is nuts. I just most of us Twitter. in our bed. <laughs> it's been a wild time. <laughs> It's crazy. And to think like the first episode we released was our teaser, which was our first getting to know us episode. And we were playing Wizards Unite, everyone. Throwback. Wizards Unite. Wow. Wow. That game took over my life for like a good month. Like everywhere I went, I was like, and then I I started playing it again like a couple like weeks ago. And then I stopped again. Wow, guys, I am just so proud. I'm going to go sappy right now. I'm just going to say oh that this God. past year has been oh amazing. You guys have become even closer friends and you're my best friends. And it's just, you know, I never thought that at the beginning of this, we would form the bond that we have. And it honestly is just so special outside of my husband. I go to you guys for everything. And it's just, you know... You girls are my broom chicks. And I say we get a tattoo. Marianne, <laughs> I know you don't like tattoos. But we get a tattoo. And we get our brooms. And we should commemorate this moment. The first time we're together outside of quarantine <laughs> is tattoo broom chick day. <laughs> oh, God. What the f- <laughs> That's an Instagram live waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I really wasn't. I was not prepared for these feelings. I'm really thrown off. I don't like you. I can't look at you guys right now. Stop it. We're not having emotions. We're going to glaze right into the next smooth transition. No. We're not going to. You guys I literally, I purposefully forced myself. (laughs) into this episode because i know you guys stray from your emotions oh but our God. one year anniversary is a huge milestone okay literally so no one it. wants to hear this in 1943 <laughs> tom riddle frames hagrid for opening the chamber of secrets no but for realsies before we do move on i, I do gotta say <laughs> jenny you're alone now because elizabeth has roped me in but I would just like to say I'm really just happy to be here. And thank you so much to all of you guys for listening and supporting us because we literally wouldn't be here without you. Like, I mean, we we probably would. We would still be here and talking to each other and talking about Harry Potter. But it's just such a nice feeling um, to listen to you guys and have you guys connect with us. So thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, I love all of you. In June of 1943, Tom Riddle frames Hagrid for opening the Chamber of Secrets. He does it without emotion. That's <laughs> In June of probably the same year, Moaning Myrtle becomes Moaning Myrtle, and she's murdered by the Basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets. Also, in June, in some year, Snape calls Lily Evans a mudblood, effectively ending their friendship. That's actually so crazy how all of this happens in June. I like know. just conveniently it's like just a plot device conveniently yeah <laughs> so now we're and gonna move just... into june of year one can i just say snape yeah. trash anyways oh, <laughs> all right so end of end of the school year guys basically the whole book revs up for this very last month it's just Literally. a whole it's just a whole books. thing <laughs> yes the resolution almost always happens in June. There is like, you were telling me earlier, Jenny, there's only like two times yeah, where the resolution. You're about to say that later. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't read ahead, everyone. I'm That's not prepared true. today. I told you not to, though, in my in my offense. 
defense? <laughs> no, because it's against me. I told her not to do it. <laughs> so it's really not in my defense. I guess it's in her defense. Oh, there we go. English words. <laughs> we speak English. <laughs> totally. It's See. my second language. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, so in year one, our first end of the school year, what a glorious year it was for the Golden Trio. And year one wraps up with the whole obstacle course to get to the Sorcerer's (laughs) Stone. They're literally about to take their final exams, and these two stupid boys are driving Hermione mad. And off to find this stupid stone that they think a stupid teacher is going to take. And, well, they were right and wrong all at the same time. All at the same time. I think it's um a really good mirror, I guess, for, like... Mirror? Like, yes? No? Of Arison? Oh, my God. I feel like it's a really good setup for, like, the rest of the books. Like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. we about to come about to overcome like hella obstacles in the next Mm -hmm. six years seven years whatever you want to call it yeah and like basically it really is like the first book really sets up like the pace that all the books are gonna take and it it gives you something to expect as a reader as you you know you know christmas time something always something around christmas or halloween Something dramatic happens, and that's when things start revving up, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But then when you know, like, the springtime comes, the snow thaws, you're like, all right, we're getting there. We're Stuff finally, slows down. Yeah, We're finally going to get to, like, where we need to go. And then the second Hermione mentions exams, that's when Voldemort shows up. Maybe it was, like, a taboo, like how he did his name later in the series. He's like, all right. <laughs> Anytime this one girl is like, you got to start studying. He's like, boom, time to make my appearance. (laughs) Oh, man. But year one, guys. So I obviously have a personal attachment to year one. I love the journey that the characters take through all the obstacles to get to Sorcerer's Stone. I feel like already it amplifies exactly like the best traits that they have as the Golden Trio. And shows that, like, Ron is actually useful. Yes. Which they glaze over many, many times, especially in the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it shows Hermione's wit and especially Harry's bravery and love. (laughs) It's just, it's so beautiful. It's a classic, for sure. I understand it. I understand why a lot of people, like, love it. That's my mom's favorite book slash movie. Sorcerers. It's just it's it's beautiful because kids love it, adults love it, I love it, and <laughs> you love it. <laughs> Anyways, do you guys have any thoughts about end of year one? I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that we see Lady V on the back of that dude's head. <laughs> like already, book one, she's giving you like the tea. Years later. Yeah. I just after the book came out, you're like, (laughs) you still can't get over that. I can't get over it. I don't know. I just I I just remember reading that as a child and being so shook to my core that it wasn't Snape. It was like the biggest reveal of all time. Honestly, honestly, because I I didn't get into Star Wars until later. So like obviously the Star Wars like Luke, I am your father. Like that's like one of the biggest like iconic plot twists. Plot twist or you know, like I see dead people plot twist or whatever and have seen this this was like my first one and i remember being shook shook it <laughs> yeah i but okay. i saw something on reddit that absolutely blew my mind and it's a throwback to earlier in that school year when harry scar first hurts when he looks mm-hmm. at snape i didn't realize that his scar hurt not because Snape was looking at him, but because oh, Quirrell was there, but Quirrell had his back to him. So actually his Voldemort was facing him. Voldemort was facing him for the first time since that night. And that's why his scar hurt. Yes. I didn't know of this. This is I, good. Why, <laughs> I wanted some shock here. Okay. Also, I feel like this is skipped over a lot in the fandom in general. 
But Harry literally commits murder. And everyone's just like, <laughs> this is a great book for children. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. This is fine. This is all fine. Um, <laughs> for me, since we're on the topic of, you know, Quirrell, I just have, you know, questions as usual. Like, was Quirrell always bald? Did he always wear a turban? Is that no. why people didn't question? No, he did not always wear a turban. They say that the turban came back after his travels. Um, and okay. a lot of people are like, oh, like he was facing vampires and now he's scared for life. And so he wears garlic in his turban. Like they started to mold rumors to kind of fit why he was doing it. Okay. But no, he did not always wear one. So then I also want to pose the thought that isn't it convenient? Thank goodness that he is bald. Because could you imagine if Voldemort's on the back of your head well, we don't know. and you have a full head of hair? He might have been bald, but if he did have a full head of hair, I feel like Voldy would have been like, get a buzz cut and then come see me. Okay, but still, the idea that you have a full head of hair and behind the hair is Voldemort's face. Like, it's like a parting <laughs> of the Red Seas. You parted and he's like, ha! Ah. Kind of gross i don't like it <laughs> like that's i was like this is good thank god you know like if he did have to you know get a buzz cut you know shave off his hair then at least it looks a little less you know crazy but oh my like god this. could you imagine stop it. okay june you too. <laughs> okay yeah this is starting to get weird moving on to year two so she sets up this great plot device end of the year you know, stuff happens, we get resolution, and then year two, she drops it. Yep. Just a month early, though. I have to give her credit for that. So in year two, nothing really happened in June. The I Chamber know. of Secrets hoopla happened in May. Hoopla. Mm -hmm. And this only happened one other time in the series. And I wonder, listeners, if you can guess by the end of this episode what other time that was. So well, think they it guess by the end of the episode, they'll have the answer. Okay, but by, yeah, the time, but... <laughs> by the time we get there, it'll be close to the end of the episode. So form what it in your mind right now. Giving it away. <laughs> I mean, you're always going to find out the answers by the end of the episode. There's exactly. nothing being given away here. <laughs> so just form it in your mind right now. Think, huh, what might have not happened in June? Throw in your bets. What might have not happened in June? Throw in your throw bets, throw in your guesses. Throw in oh your guesses, and then maybe reach out to social media and tell us, like, oh, Did you get it right? I was totally wrong, or I'm a total stan. I knew exactly <laughs> what happened in May. Whoa. Stan. <laughs> Who we meet in the next book, June, year three. Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> what's happening all right that, was that transition i ruined it by my shock of how smooth that transition uh, was. It was so smooth i take pride damn y'all anyways so listen to the tea we're in year three <laughs> but anyways <laughs> so i would just like to say this is insane but we find out all you know it's crazy it's like a plot device we find out all the information about like Sirius and his reveal whatever in june so for those of yeah. you who need a little uh quick refresher on what happens in prisoner of azkaban we meet Sirius black um and he has escaped and he is expected to be the person who betrayed harry's parents but we find out he's actually proved innocent by harry because all that obviously happens after 12 years and then wormtail <laughs> is finally revealed to be ron's rat scrappers um he was an animagus this entire time like what a beep anyways um that honestly was the biggest plot twist even yeah. more than quarrel for yeah. sure bro 100%. i want to percent I want to say, like, June was pretty climactic. Like, there, you always need a climax in but every book and movie. I feel like in year three. For sure, bro. Oh, For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess year four, too. And, and then year five. Oh, there's a, know, there's all a of the of... Junes are good. All of the Junes are good. <laughs> every time. Yeah. You just, I think June is just happens to be, we see a theme here that June is the climactic moment. Like, we find our climax is happening in June. 
Or yeah. do we? We'll see. We'll find out. Anyways. <laughs> Is um, it bad that every single time we say climax, I think something dirty? We are a family podcast. And if you're not going to let me curse and you're not going to make rude comments like, crude that, comments like that, what? Yeah, you're being lewd. Sorry. Anywho, we also find out that Remus, uh, well, we kind of knew that Remus yeah. was a werewolf before he transformed, but we see him transform. Um, and then in the <laughs> within the same like 24 hours, Harry and Herm- <laughs> literally Harry and Hermione use the time turn to go back in time and save Buckbeak and Sirius. So it's just really nuts to me. Like, guys, let's let's digest this for a this second. One day in June was super lit. Yeah. yeah dude. Was- literally all of June was hella boring except for this one day that was relived twice. Like, I have <laughs> I have a question. Like, did did like all these characters wait? Like sit on their butts all the way until June happened. Like, was Sirius just like, all right, I attempted to go into the Gryffindor Tower and that didn't work out. So I'm just gonna sit my little booty, my little dog flea infested booty, waiting for Harry to come out of school so we can finally be together. And to top it all off, if we remember, Sirius was even like, after you know, the first like huge plot twist like happened or whatever, he's like, Well, like, if you want, after school is over, you can come and stay with me and everything. So was he literally? I I feel like he was just sitting on his flea-infested booty, waiting first for Harry to come out to be like, Hey, so here's all the info. Come live with me. I love you. <laughs> I'm convinced. No one could tell me otherwise. Thank you. Next. <laughs> June, year four. Now, Marianne, I've given you quite a setup here, and I really hope that you find it and that you give it to us. All right. I'm going to try my best. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, very no. Obvious. Anyways. Very obvious. So we're in year four. We all know what happens, right? We have the third task of the Triwizard Tournament. That's why it's called the Triwizard Tournament. Uh, we see a sphinx. Well, well I think it's oh my god, the Triwizard Tournament because there's supposed to be three wizards. But there's like a theme, you know, like I mean, everything's I in threes. Everything's I'm in threes. Just saying, I was just making a point. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. So we see a sphinx, and like, oh my god, that was so cool. I hate <laughs> that they did not put that in the movie it is true like why really? couldn't you put that in the movie that'd really? be so just, cool to watch that's it's what you're gonna a- complain about they didn't put all of book six in the movie <laughs> well okay we haven't gotten there yet jenny i am talking about book four I'm and book saying- four was the beginning of the movie atrocities and that was one that all right, yeah. Like it, they it's got so lazy with the magical it the animals. Curse. It was the curse of Alfonso. It's like, you know that once you did that, like you like had you nowhere top that. to go but down. It's just the facts. I think, honestly, like I can't remember the name of the director for Goblet Fire, but I think he tried to be Alfonso. Like I think he really tried to make his like Goblet of Fire his own style, and he just failed. Like, that's where we see the long-haired guys. That's, like, where we see, like, people get to wear their own, own clothes, but they're, like, different. Like, I, I I think he tried to be Alfonso, and it just failed. All right. Anyways, we're not here to talk about the genius that is Alfonso Caron. But anyways, uh, Cedric and Harry, they take uh, Porky to oh, Little no, Haggleton Graveyard. Um, during the third task, and then Lady V gains a body. Damn, girl got a body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not my tears. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. Uh, anyways, uh, Lady V got a body, and then Death Eater. Death Eaters were called to circle again. You know, Lucius, iconic. He's just like a whisper over the whereabouts. <laughs> that was it. I really wanted you to do that. You're welcome. Um, do it Luce, again. Lucia's like, oh, whisper of your whereabouts. It's so good. It's, I think, it's my literally one of my thing. favorite lines ever. It's my favorite thing that you do. <laughs> 
Not my Love Island uh, Essex accent. That's no. Second. So in my top three <laughs> favorite things about Marianne, number one, Jude Law. Number two, a whisper. And number three, Love Island. <laughs> Wait, and then for the last joke, what was the last joke that I had that really like iconic? Oh, the oh monkey God, bars the joke. Ring, ring, the, ring. the monkey bars joke. Those oh are like God, my top you, moments. If you haven't listened to the Pride episode, it's worth it just for that. No, is it, it Pride? No, no. It, it was the fan series. Yes, it's it was the double theories. door and the socks. I can't. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, I'm still pissed about that. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're whispering. What else are we doing? So besides, you know, all the Death Eaters being, you know pissy because they're like we <laughs> like we would have come if you said something I don't liars like that's my death eater impression <laughs> i can't deal with you anyways cedric gets murdered <laughs> wow like what the heck out of all this stuff but we're just gonna glaze over that lady v's wand undergoes prior mm. Bro, my guy. Bro, my guy. Why would you give me this pronunciation? He, uh, his wand goes under uh, priori incontentum. Priori incontentum. Priori incontentum. That. And Harry ends up uh, seeing a version of his parents because uh, basically I think. Again, more tears. More yeah. tears. Because Voldemort um, murdered them. Yeah, right. It's fine. And then Harry gets back to Hogwarts with Cedric's body. Uh, and then Barty Crouch Jr., my bae, is discovered. <laughs> and so is the real Mad-Eye Moody in all his sadness. Like, really yeah. sad. Yeah, Mad-Eye Moody, really honestly, sad. is just a sad character to me. <laughs> it it's is. just okay. fine. Okay. A lot like, happens in that book, man. It it's really a does. lot. Honestly, book four is just... It's very eventful because yeah. of the of the tournament. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much that goes but on I in the book. I also feel like, I don't know, she was just in a competition with herself. Like, all right, last year had all these things happen within 24 hours. What can I do this year? She's like, I, well, murder and all, Yeah, I agree. all this happened in, like, what, two or three hours? I got to say, like. Girl, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> literally in almost two to three hours. Like, it has would, to have been. I would say three to four. I mean, like. But what? Um, oh yeah, th- this I mean, this is cares? actually a this is actually a question now. Like, how long did they expect the maze to take? Like, they weren't going to have spectators like an hour, right? An hour, but so and then the spectators were still like expecting Harry and Cedric when they showed up, so they weren't gone an absurd mm-hmm. amount of time. Nope. So maybe I the mean, whole ordeal happened also, in like an hour and a half. This is also the same people that expected the spectators to watch a lake <laughs> for, for an like, hour for an hour <laughs> so i wonder i wonder if they had like underwater like magical cameras that would be cool yeah that was like a random thought the way i pictured it when i was reading and i didn't realize it was like an absurd thing that they were watching lake is because in my head that they had a magical way of either looking at the lake or looking within the maze. I don't think so, man. And it was on like a big plasma screen. And that's why they were able to cheer. And nah, I think that's too muggle. I think they like legit just had these kids out there for an hour. And you're just sitting there like. <laughs> Mary, I just put down her mic and stared at us. <laughs> I wish you could hear her face right now. <laughs> I wish you could hear my face. <laughs> That's All our right. phrase today. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna launch us into year five here. Oh my god! So in June we also have the battle of the Department of Mysteries. Huge, huge deal. Huge. Sirius is murdered by his cousin Bellatrix Lestrange. Jesus Stop. Christ. We could have skipped this. We could have, but it's really important that he died. Mm. So Cornelius actually admits that Lady V is back. Finally, the spineless, worthless scum that he is. Oh, Elizabeth has very strong feelings about him. I do. Uh, And then Harry and Dumbledore are redeemed because they're not crazies anymore. And the Daily Prophet can stop publishing their actual trash. And we actually hear the infamous prophecy. (laughs) Now, I have a question. From memory, without a live Google, what do you remember of the prophecy? 
My eyes. That's what I remember. So wide. All right. Do you want to start it for you? I bet we could all put it together. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure she starts with born as the seventh month dies. Born to parents that thrice defied him. You already know more than I do. That's as far as I go. Again, (laughs) I remember. Oh, and he will possess. He will possess a a strength that the Dark Lord does not. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. For either. For neither can. (gasps) For neither. I know there's one word in there. Survive. (laughs) (laughs) For neither. Neither. Hmm. We said it a few episodes ago. I know. We've I said like, it I multiple curious. episodes. <laughs> I was just curious, like, how much we could reconstruct. Apparently, yeah, because we say it all the time. All the time. Neither the can time. live while the other survives. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, something, something as the first month dies. That's the end of June <laughs> part. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. That's really all I can remember. We say this all the time. Like, we really do. Okay, Oh, my ready? God. We forgot the first line. The one with the power to vanquish, to vanquish the, dark the dark lord. lord. <laughs> Approaches. Born to those who have thrice defied him. Born as the seventh month dies. So we got that backwards. Oh, okay. okay. And the but dark still. lord. Oh, dang it. The dark lord will mark him as his equal, but he will have power the dark lord knows not. Oh, and yes. either must die at the hand of the other for either while the other survives. Either, either, neither, neither. Have you never heard the song? No. No. You've never heard that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. No? You say to me. Oh, yeah. I, I Come on. You've never oh, heard this? It's I've called heard Porter. Pe- I've there heard people go. reference this song in TV shows. I'm so mad that you made me sing on this podcast. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> As are probably a, musical- a lot of people. <laughs> and you made a musical theater reference. I'm so proud of you. I did. That's a musical theater reference? It's, yeah, Cole Porter. He was a very famous musical theater composer and lyricist. You're welcome. Wow. Wow. History lesson today, everyone. It's yeah, a big clearly. deal. Anyways, we know nothing about <laughs> Harry Potter. We've proved that. Thus Clearly. Far. <laughs> Why do they give us microphones and, you know, podcast equipment and the we ability gave to. Us microphones. I was about to say, we spent our own money <laughs> on this. Well, how do they give us a platform? I don't know. <laughs> we also did that. Anyways, now we're moving into year six. The best Ooh. movie in the world. So in June, oh, come we on. have. Harry and Dumbledore visiting the cave where Tom Riddle totally tortured some kids when he was young. And then he went back later in life to store a Horcrux. And uh, just like as a life update, I'm listening to the Half-Blood Prince on my audiobook now. And uh, wow, this kid was like seriously messed up. Like since he was a child, like you could obviously tell he is supremely evil like, he's literally doing, like, serial killer stuff. He's like, I'm going to torture these kids, and then I'm going to take a way to remember it by. And it's creepy. I mean, anyway, those for are the real. tendencies of a serial killer, man. I know. I just love that, like, Harry, the first time seeing this ever, he's like, yo, did you know back then that he was, like, a super scary dude? And Dumbledore was like, no, why would I have known? I'm sorry. The second I hear that a kid tortured animals or kept trinkets of other children that he did not like, that I'm sorry. I'm immediately getting that kid's psyche vowed. Like, but also, like he's like, I can make I can make people do what I. No, oh, he's like, I can make people hurt if I want to. And I'm just like, yo, this 11 year old is unstable. We should get him looked at. No, seriously. But- like, if any of those phrases came out of my daughter, I'll be like. Nice knowing you, dear. Sending you <laughs> off. Bye. I will not be responsible for you murdering people. So anyways, other than that, <laughs> I mean, Dumbledore is like, yo, look, I had an inkling and I kept a close eye on him. But I just feel like, I don't know, maybe we should have locked him up. But anyways, after that, <laughs> Dumbledore and Harry go to that cave, which how Dumbledore found it, I would love to know. 
did he just like try a bunch of random caves like on the seaside like a couple hours from this orphanage i would love i would love to think that dumbledore went around like in wizarding robes just walking around muggle communities knocking on doors being like hey is there like somewhere i can sightsee that sounds like this So uh, this might just be movie canon, but they did have a picture in the Half-Blood Prince movie of the cave. Yeah. So, and we do know that the caves were very near the orphanage. So. No, weren't they like an hour away? Well, near enough, I guess. But we do know that they were near. Um, hashtag allegedly. I think Harry asks him in the book and Dumbledore's response is like, magic always leaves some sort of trace especially mm-hmm. magic like this so i just wonder yeah. if he went like cave to cave like is there magic here no and then he would like scratch it off a list mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know but maybe there's only like a couple caves who knows Ooh, i imagine now like dumbledore like flying but like without like a broom just like floating along the shoreline like lady v <laughs> like lady v and with a sneaker scope just going like beep beep <laughs> Be finding treasure. That reminds me of Cheaper by the Dozen, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> so uh, this that would be also, great for multi fandom. So we also see that the dark mark appears over the castle, and that's when we know that Ish is going down. And so this is also when Draco, poor baby, he corners Dumbledore, but doesn't have the heart to kill him. And then boom, Snape does it. While Harry is paralyzed. So, also pretty eventful. But, I mean, I feel like, I mean, June was just hella lit. But moving into year seven. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. What? Battle of Hogwarts happens on May 2nd. What? (gasps) Whoa! It's not even, like, at the end of the month. It's, like... Like, boom, first couple days in May. This is brand new information. I honestly completely forgot until today. Like, I knew this. I didn't even know. Like, it pops up on social media, like the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. You know, remember all those who lost their lives. You know, all that sentimental goodness. And, yeah. But why? Why? Like, I that's that's the question. You know, I want to say, could it be possibly that it has to deal with, like, the closest that Voldemort gets to, like, achieving power, maybe? Like, I, it's, this is something, like, debatable. I'm really just, like, kind of speaking and thinking out loud here. But we do see in, like, book two, year two, that, you know, he feels like he won already, because Ginny is dying and therefore he's going to be able to live and like come back to life. So he's like, ha And then we kind of see something very similar in the battle of Hogwarts where it's like Harry died and he's like, or died. And he's like, ha I have triumphed. I guess you could also argue though, book four, like when he came back, like when he resurrected, then why yeah. didn't that happen in June? But I don't know. I don't know, maybe. When I was originally pondering the question, I thought, well, it would have been really cool if everything else happened in June and then this one thing happened in May because it would almost be symbolic of breaking the cycle. But then she kind of ruins that with book two because that all happens in May. So it's just really, I feel like it's really weird that we have that one isolated event at the beginning of the series happening, you know, at, at that time and then boom again in book seven maybe um maybe it's not like a a month thing that she was going after but more an end of the school year thing so in all the other books the school years were allowed to finish like the events didn't completely hinder the end of the school year and but but for book two it was literally like the school was going to close like that was going to be the end of the school year Mm-hmm. And then Battle of Hogwarts, I mean, the school was going down the crapper anyway. So it was either every kid was going to be tortured and leaving and, you know, the just the world was going to. I really want to curse. I'm not going to, though. Don't do it. I won't do to it. Poop. The world 
Yeah, the world was going to poop. The crap was hitting the fan. And yeah, but we couldn't make then, it to the end of the school year. That's I true. Guess. Like, if we if we see, like, that, okay, the whole, like, climactic, what makes it so climactic and it had, like, high stakes that had ta- been taken care of at that moment was that Ginny had been taken into the Chamber of Secrets. And because of that, they were closing the school early. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made sense if they were closing the school in June because that's when the school is supposed to close anyways. So I she might have just... That. She might have bumped it up early just to have that high stakes. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, it wouldn't make, like, if, okay, we're, the end of the school year was going to happen anyways in June. So, like, then it loses that high stakes. She could have, she could have still made it high stakes. Like, what if they were saying it's June, right? And everybody's about to leave and this terrible thing is happening. So, what if the panic could have been like, we're shutting down the school indefinitely? And then that kind of could have made it stressful, I guess. And then there would there would have been resolution, obviously. But I can take from a testament because I literally lived it with quarantine where it's like one day to the next. We were like, all right, we're not coming back and we don't know when we're coming back. That feels feels 10 times more real in March than it would have been in June, because if it was in June, I would have been like, all right, it's like, I'm going into summer. Like it's my, it's part of my routine already. But Mm -hmm. when you're in the middle of a routine and that's like taken away from you, it, it affects you because then Mm -hmm. it might not affect you the first few days, but it'll like, it'll eventually end up hitting you. So I think that's why like it would like really for the characters, they would feel it more if it was literally like, even if it was a month away from the school, they were still going to feel it that like, I'm supposed to finish. I still have another month of school. I still haven't learned a month's worth of stuff. You know, I'm a month away from graduating. If they were a seventh year that year, like I think that is like more high stakes. That's very true. I just wish that she wouldn't have. I wish it would have been like, I feel like a reason. Been, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have just been cool symbolism to have everything like June, June, June. And then boom, book seven, it's happening in May. But also OCD, like aesthetic wise, like that yeah. would have just been nice to see <laughs> rather than like, yes. those are the two yeah. random May ones. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can just like, uh, like come to terms with it because I'm seeing it more in my head. It's just like, it's an end of the school year trend mm-hmm. and end of the school year plot device, not a June plot device if that makes sense yeah yeah now speaking of that plot device do you think it takes away from the story that everything is always happening at the end of the school year i don't think that it takes away but it also kind of slides into that this is a real convenient sort of moment right because she's I understand why it gives you all that time to build the story, build the plot and really kind of slowly work that topic or whatever it was for that book. But it's also like, I mean, you've, we've probably all seen the meme where it's like, Voldemort is so nice. He always waits for the children to be done with school. Like it does bring <laughs> a sort of convenient. I think that's just more so like it's literature. Like that's, that's, that's stories for you. There's got to be um, some yeah. sort of structure to stuff. I and think, this is a, I mean, this is proved, a children's novel. She through. proved in book seven that you didn't have to have the school year. I mean, look at them hunting horcruxes. Obviously, that deviates from the other timelines. Yeah. So I definitely think that because this started and was technically meant for children and like tweens and teenagers, if you look at most teen and young child series like the chronicles of narnia there's definitely like a a timeline and a structure to everything where like as a child you know when to expect the climax it's still i guess it helps the flow of the story and keeps a young reader like that more Mm -hmm. motivated comparison to some uh more adult novels where like you don't know where the story is going and you don't know like exactly what's happening until you actually when you realize you're at the back half of the book mm-hmm. um like I, i'm currently reading uh the girl with the dragon tattoo i'm like 200 pages in and like i feel like i'm still like working up to the climax and i'm just like mm-hmm. when is this coming when is this coming a child mm-hmm. can't do that but then in book seven book seven is n- is the definition of not a children's novel 
And I think that's why it's so different. Like it was not meant for someone younger than like 14, 15 to read. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They don't have the stamina for that type of storyline where you don't know what's going on. You don't really know what time of year it is until like she gives you those phrases like oh actually yeah that makes a lot of sense because even they're confused about what time it is so i guess Mm -hmm. it would only make sense that we are too yeah Yeah. i think like i can't really speak so much in like the literary device like literature world but i can say that um like stories sometimes are just formulas like there's a science behind telling a story so i know like in the film and uh um theater world we see it a lot happen like in film you could literally grab a story like from any movie from uh, literally like any kind of movie and you can break it up into three acts you can break it up into a plot a a plot b kind of like format there's so many millions of structures out there that like filmmakers use in order to kind of write out a script and kind of plan out exactly what how a movie is going to happen same thing obviously with theater we see act one act two kind of structure so it might just be one of the sense that like in order to just be a successful writer she had a specific like Mm -hmm. structure Mm -hmm. specific formula and she's like all right i'm gonna manipulate it like to fit my needs to fit the story's needs but at the end of the day it's there why break something that's not why fix something that's not broken you know what i'm saying like but also i think she also is kind of stuck because they are in school, right? So yeah, that too. We can't just yeah. start like in the middle of the school year and be like, everything was normal until Wednesday in March. Yeah, it's a little weird to yeah. just skip around like that, especially with something like Harry Potter that, you know, it's always the iconic start in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, so. I definitely, and, you know, I just, at the end of the day, as a child, I think it helped the the plot device and I think it helped children mm-hmm. structure everything and enjoy it as an adult. I don't know. I don't know if I would feel the same way reading this fresh as an adult, maybe as an adult, I'd be like, okay, like by book five or six, this is getting kind of repetitive mm-hmm. because like now, like I, I, I can't say I've only read Harry Potter as an adult, as someone who's read it like a thousand times. So yeah. I don't know what that feeling is like but I do know that there's just like a sense of repetitiveness and maybe there's like a sense of I don't know comfort in knowing that like you know you're going to get to that resolution in this time frame and so you know there's not much more heartache you have to go through so yeah I would like to say um this is now kind of moving on away from everything in the book that's happened in the month of june but i find it's also interesting that we've got like a lot of like i guess we could say it real life stuff (laughs) happening in the month of june i i i I don't want to think that it's real life but you know we're gonna say that it's It's real life um so obviously we know that hagrid's motorbike adventure opened up in the month of june like last year which was awesome um that's you know when the cast visited and everything we've also got a lot of pottermore clues that had been released in the month of june um and then we also like have seen social media accounts and um the harry potter games uh be posted and be live starting in the month of June, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, it could also just be, you know, marketing where it's like, it's the beginning of summer. That's when people are going to be the most active and using things and stuff like that. But at the same time, it just kind of like really fits, you know, into this world of stuff happening in this specific time frame. So, and we started in the month of June. Yeah, we did. Wow. <laughs> we fit the mold. We did that on wow. purpose. We could totally, we totally we did that on purpose. We yes. could have been uber cliche and had our first episode come out on Harry Potter's birthday, but we were like, nah, let's release it on this random day in June. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did at least time the Harry episode with Harry's birthday. Yes. Yeah, we, we at least did that honor, but we, we literally released our first episode on June 27th. Like, we couldn't wait till Dobby's birthday. <laughs> nope. All right. Right? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, that's a short episode. That's all for today. Oh, hmm. Marianne looks very sad. This flew by, man. This flew by. I know. Uh, remember to catch us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at the three broom chicks. You can also catch us on Twitter. Hey, at the number three broom chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the three broom chicks. And 
Make sure to catch us next time. Our next episode is about that birthday that we've been talking about. Dobby! Dobby! We are finally going to talk about our favorite elf, the house elf liberator. uh, So much to talk about Dobby. So many feelings. I I warn. He's my favorite elf. I warn of the waterworks. For sure. My favorite elf is actually not even the Harry Potter series. It's in Puffs. Pee pee. Pee pee. (laughs) Actually. I'll save it. I'll save it for the next episode. I'll tell you who my favorite is. Whoa. Ooh. I'm just kidding. It's Creature. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we well, not love about that. Dobby. And we will touch upon all of our favorite house elves. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Let's do Yay. it. Woohoo. Fish welfare. And as always, we are the Three Broom Chicks. And June is bursting out all over.